playoff edition of Inside the Nest. We're talking playoffs today as Kennesaw State annihilated, demolished Monmouth to win the Big South Championship. And you know we're going to talk about that 49-17 win to clinch the Owls' third Big South Championship. We'll discuss that preview the first-round matchup against Davidson and bring on a pair of slot backs, Adeolu Adelike and Mike, my cousin. It's all coming up on Inside the Nest. Welcome into a playoff chili edition of Inside the Nest. We're recording on Monday night where it's 52 degrees right now and windy. So everyone has their sweatshirt on. Sut is bundled up with his blanket. I think Barkley had a blanket on earlier. Nolan Alexander, Brandon Sutton, Barkley Miller, Jordan Griva here, guys. That game Saturday was over on the first two third down plays. But Kennesaw State got a third down stop, forced Mom to punt, and then when KSU converted a third and nine on the long pitch to Sonny Smith, back in the starting lineup, and the Owls never looked back. It was a 21-0 lead for Kennesaw State, 28-10 to the half. 49-17, continued to trend that that matchup has not been close since 2015. And we had talked about it all season long. The Owls had yet to play their best football. And I think minus one play on kickoff coverage, the Owls were solid in all three phases of the football game Saturday. And Saturday, we saw a out just out-of-this-world performance from the offense. Coach Chestnut and those guys really came together, and they, they put a game plan together to, just one, just solidify this Big South title, just showing that Kennesaw State is the winner, is the champions once again. And then, two, he was able, X, really was able to come out and just put a game together. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, Saturday, he was – he did everything on Saturday. He was controlling the ball. He rushed for uh, four touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, what a performance from X. And then we also got to see that another lights-out performance from our defense, which we've, we're beginning to get used to seeing, which hopefully we're going to continue to see Saturday against Davidson. So my biggest takeaway is just the slot backs really took over that game. And prior to that game, they really hit on how they wanted to show, come out and make their impact. And I really think they did that. Yeah, Brandon, you're right. And whenever you open it up with Coach Cheston, I was about to say, what about Coach Verpale on that defense? Just a little stat line for, for you all. Nobody would have believed this going into the game. Musket, 28 for 43. Yeah, he threw for 337 yards. Only one touchdown, 65% completion percentage. But really, that was just him taking what the defense gave him. He didn't really make any plays. And not to mention the four or five sacks that that D-line had, five sacks getting after him. I mean, it didn't matter who you put in there. It was Carrick Reese, Travis Bell, Kelsey Allen. It, it Carlos Allen, Carlos Allen. Barnes, yeah, I mean, everybody. Yes. You're right. Yes, they, they were getting after him. The linebacker play was phenomenal. And the DBs in general were just in their right zones. He had nowhere to go with it early. He had to wait for the plays to, to, to develop and obviously had no time for that. So – it was very fun to watch. The offense got after them. Hats off. You didn't mention them. I'm surprised. The offensive line. Oh. oh, my gosh. They were paving the way through that Monmouth defensive line who has given them fits over the past two years. And you don't want to know what's crazy about that, Brandon. Those are the same guys. It's not like anything really changed on offense and defense. It's the same O-line. Yeah, they were missing their all-American right tackle. But besides that, same guys. 
same guys on the defensive line, and this Kennesaw State team finally put it together and showcased the talent that we all knew that they had going into this year and just have been waiting on it. So it was fun to watch. And, and going back to Saturday, when I was down there on the field, after the, I believe it was the second or third drive, I got a moment to the side with uh, Jake Laster, and that's and that he hit on what you just said. He's like, we've played these guys two times in a row, and I'm and he said he was just baffled how we hadn't beaten them yet because he said after those first two drives, they were just sitting down. They said they didn't want any more. Uh, he said he got in a few uh, face mask yanking matches with old 99, but uh, he said it was just a different ball game after that second drive. We completely took over. Yeah, kind of highlighting what you guys were talking about, the defensive line, with a great offense like Monmouth, and, you know, bare no bones about it, that's still a great offense. Monmouth still can pass the ball. They can still do a lot of things positively. But when you shut them down for so long, they never get comfortable and they never get back to that place where they're comfortable to start throwing the ball down the field. And that never that never happened because of the defensive line, because of the substitutions, because of the energy that they were bringing and Sut, to your point as well, this was the biggest game for the slot backs. We haven't seen, I want to say on a consistent basis, those chunk plays that turn directly into touchdowns for the A-backs. That game was. So you, you saw you saw Adela Kay and then Cousin getting out there. He could have had two touchdowns, it felt like. I mean, they were getting so much room, and that changed everything. And, again, that big play offense for Kennesaw State on the ground, we've seen it through the air the past few games on the ground, it really exploded, and this was the perfect game for it to all come together. You're right. Cousin had 114 rushing yards. Adelke had 64, had a 61-yard touchdown run that made it 14-0. And with Shepard going for 118 and marked the first time since Gardner-Webb in 2019, the Owls had a pair of 100-yard rushers in the game. Shepard finishes the regular season with 19 rushing touchdowns. First in the FCS, numero uno for a player that didn't start game one. And yeah. played, if you look yeah. at the whole season, played, I think you take away three quarters, the first two quarters of Reinhardt and, you know, some of the fourth quarter against Robert Morris, still led the nation in rushing touchdowns. Incredible. Oh, yeah, what a freak. I mean, and then you want to talk about how efficient and nice he's been through the air as well. Hold it now, the single season throwing touchdown record holder for Kennesaw State football as well. I mean, the kid has just grown so much as a quarterback in this triple option offense throughout the year. It's been so fun to watch. So It's been so fun to watch him really take a hold in the maturity that he's developed throughout this year and the leadership. I mean, like Brandon talked about, after that first drive, you could have written it up then after you saw just how electric that sideline was and X was on the sideline firing everybody up. Something that we really don't see from him. Usually he's a call calm cool collected guy doesn't really show his cards but man they went out there to make a statement and I, I believe the statement was made just hasn't really been heard across the FCS yet now I would love to see how many of those touchdowns were off quarterback power plays oh my gosh the quarterback power <laughs> I mean, was had hitting to be maybe all but four yeah I, I mean they, I mean they were able to move people at the line of scrimmage unlike any team in the entire nation I mean I, I'm going to highball it here but I'm going to say 18 because the only one that stands out that wasn't Two. Two. Okay. I think one of them Saturday wasn't a QB power. I think the first touchdown may have been a true option. And then his long run against Wofford. At Wofford. Yes. Got a 50-some-yard yeah. touchdown yeah. run, 54, yeah. 55 yards. Outside of that, I think you're exactly right, Jordan. So 17-18 were quarterback powers following that line yeah. of scrimmage. Excellent yeah. job. You know what else stands out to me about Saturday? 
Remember last year when Monmouth played Kennesaw State the year before? It wasn't just Musket and Kenji Bahar. It was Guerrero and then Fari last spring. They had lanes. They got to the second level. They made linebackers and DBs miss tackles. They combined to rush for 30 yards. <laughs> 30 yards. It was the sixth time this season KSU has held opponent under 100 yards. A season low 30 yards. Reinhardt rushed for more against the KSU defense than Monmouth. Led by preseason All-American Jawan Fari, who ended up with 16 yards. No, and Reinhardt's offense just as a whole looked better against Scored more against <laughs> they, 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 they looked Monmouth. better, scored more. Their defense played a more physical game than we saw Monmouth play. I don't want to sound bad in saying this. They didn't look like they were ready to play. Yeah. Or maybe they just weren't ready for that intensity that the Owls brought on Saturday. They thought they were going to get Kennesaw State of the spring. Yep. Not fall version of KSU. Yep. And, and also, going back to the Reinhardt game, that one quarterback run was more than, than <laughs> Monmouth had the entire day. That one play was more than they had the entire day against Billy Kennesaw Hall. State. Yeah, yeah, Billy Hall. Double, Billy Hall, 75 what? yards, doubled up in a half, 250%. <laughs> Hey, Billy Hall, freak. Hey, I, and the, the best take of Saturday from Jordan Griffith himself, <laughs> Kennesaw State's trainers ran for more yards than mom this entire <laughs> offense did. They were out moving, there on the field. They were moving down yeah, there. They, they yeah, were. Listen, we were about to win the Big South title. I was feeling good. I'm like, you know what? Let me chip into the broadcast here. Let's, let's say it on air. You know, I'm glad I did. 49-17, Owls win their third Big South title. And – Look, it, it's one thing to have a goal in mind at the beginning of the season. It's another thing to look forward to that game, that goal, and come out and leave no question about it. So props to everyone involved in the Kennesaw State program, players, coaches, support staff. Job well done. Now, the Owls are one of the very few undefeated teams in the FCS against FCS competition this season. The Owls controlled what they could control. They beat everybody in their schedule in the FCS ranks. You take out the FBS loss to Tech, the uh, below Division I win against Reinhardt. KSU went undefeated, went undefeated against Big South competition. Owls played Wofford and Jack State in the non-conference. Couldn't control when you schedule those games what type of years Jack State and Wofford's going to have. By the way, this is reflected of Nolan Alexander himself, not anyone else at Kennesaw State. I think the way the committee looks at things, some of the rankings that are out there, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy like the SEC, okay? You have a lot of teams in the big sky and the Missouri Valley, right? And they get ranked high in the preseason, so they have a higher strength of schedule. So when you look at their strength of schedule, oh, well, they just cannibalize each other because they're all ranked really high. Well, if you continue to rank them high, yeah, it's going to bolster their strength of schedule. But if you don't rank a bunch of teams in the Big South in the preseason, they're not going to have as strong of a strength of schedule. I look forward to seeing what the Owls can do. Again, that is solely my opinion, that of no one else. You can come after me, no one else. But I, I struggled with that on Selection Sunday. I really struggled with that. And you know what? What has Kennesaw State done each time they've had a chance to go play a team from around the area in the playoffs? What have they done? And that's what I was going to say, no one. You look at these other conferences that always get ranked higher – I mean, the SoCon always just gets all this, you know, they think the SoCon's great. Kennesaw State, yeah, honestly, it's not even Kennesaw State. The winner of the Big South consistently goes and beats a SoCon champion every year. Usually blows them out. So I don't know why the SoCon gets all this love either. The Southland, yeah, they they quote-unquote cannibalize each other. They struggle to get out the first round. A lot of these Big Sky teams play other teams that aren't in the Big Sky, struggle to get out of the first round. Kennesaw State? 
Monmouth, anybody from the Big South going all the way back to Coastal Carolina, Charleston Southern when they were good, and Liberty always make deep playoff runs. Yep. So, and, what, like, why? And, why? And, and I want to be clear on something, too. I'm not taking anything away from Missouri Valley or a Big Sky team. Right, there's a lot of fantastic programs. I look forward to Kennesaw State hopefully have an opportunity to test its program against one of those. I think they're awesome. I'm not taking anything away from them. However, if you're going to rank all these teams early in the season high and they're going to lose to each other, you're going to say, well, oh, they're all good and everything. But if you, if you don't give any love to anyone else outside of those conferences, yeah, they're not going to have as high of a strength of schedule. Number two, I think Kennesaw State has a tendency to break teams. So here's the thing, too. The ranked teams KSU has beaten, right? North Carolina, A&T, they were receiving votes, preseason top 25. Monmouth was ranked. Jacksonville State was ranked. I think only three teams on KSU's schedule, Reinhardt included, won the week after they played KSU. I think KSU had a tendency to break teams because then you got to think about it. Then a team has lost two in a row. And unless you're top 10, if you lose two in a row, it's hard to stay in the top 25. I think that... I think that's something to think about, too, of how physical of a brand that KSU plays and the outcome it has in opponents. Anyway, that is my soapbox. I think KSU was absolutely deserving of a top seed. And now the Owls have an opportunity to go prove it. Beat Davidson, set yourself up with ETSU if you can win this Saturday, and you have the opportunity to prove the committee that you deserved to be one of those top eight teams. And, and Nolan, I, I, I'm going to just say I agree with you. And what you're saying speaks, hits home with me. I'm going to say, if we're just basing things off Kennesaw's past playoff appearances, that that alone should give us a little more uh, what I feel should have potentially been a seed in this Mm -hmm. this year's playoff uh, show. So just in in my mind, I understand that the selection committee and their belief that these other conferences that have all these multiple teams that are just beating up on each other, I just don't understand how a 10-win conference champion was not able to slide in for one of those seeds. But going into this weekend, even though we have a game, we're playing Davidson here on Saturday. So you know what? We're out here right now watching these guys zone in, lock in, and Saturday is going to be another dogfight. We're going to come in, and we're just going to have to be ready to play ball. And, hey, you know what? It is what it is, as old Coach Justin would like to say. So a backstory on Davidson. The Owls and the Wildcats score off 2 o'clock this Saturday, 5th, 3rd Bank Stadium. Please purchase your tickets, ksuowls.com slash playoffs. It's easy, ksuowls.com slash Playoffs? Playoffs, yes. Davidson is out of the Pioneer Football League. The Pioneer Football League is a non-scholarship Division I league. You ask, what is that like? And let me tell you, it is the most one-foot-in, one-foot-out thing to try to balance. Credit Davidson. They are very good. They lead the nation in rushing. Scott Abel came to reinvigorate the program in 2016. Prior to 2016, Davidson was the doormat of the PFL which is traditionally, I think, like the lowest-rated FCS conference. So to be the doormat, they were bad. Abel came in. He has transformed this program. They are very good. And Davidson does like to run the football. And if you're noticing that this sounds different, well, one, thanks for tuning into that aspect. Two, want to let you in on a little podcast magic here. So yesterday, on Monday, you're listening on Wednesday, right? On Monday, when we recorded... Adair Lou and Mike Mike, who you will hear from here shortly on Inside the Nest, popped over to our setup at The Perch. And of course, we don't want to keep them waiting. We want to be respectful of their time. So we paused our recording. We said, you know what? When we're done, we'll finish talking about Davidson and preview the playoff game. Well, lo and behold, we had a great time with Mike Mike and Adair Lou. And as we finished packing up, realized we didn't talk about Davidson. 
So here we are virtually together. Barkley's having some issues hopping on. So hopefully we'll hear from Barkley and his thoughts on Davidson. If not, don't worry. You will get it Saturday, 2 o'clock on the KSU Owl Network. Guys, Davidson does like to run the football. They have the number one rushing tack in the nation. And they are led by really a trio of running backs. Dylan Sparks, Coy Williams, and Hilliard along with their quarterback that gets it done a little bit through the air, most on the ground, Louis Calasimo, number five, QB1 for Davidson. Guys, it, it, this is a Davidson team that, again, has reestablished itself over the past handful of years as an option attack, doing it out of the shotgun. And, yes, we are joined by Barkley Miller right now. Fantastic. I want to open it up to the both of you to start out with, Brandon and Barkley. In your time at Kennesaw State, did you ever go up against another option attack? And did that make it easier or more difficult to prep throughout the week? Yeah, so whenever I played at Kennesaw, you know, me and Brandon, we played Wofford, who that was before they burned the boat, before they decided to get rid of the option, where they were still, you know, a good football team. Um, and it did make it easier because we practiced against the option. We hammer it all, all week, especially – in the spring and whenever we're scrimmaging in camp. So you go to this defense that we always call the owl defense. It simplifies things you play, simplifies things you play assignment football. And just the way that it's drilled into our brains and how we like to compete against our offense during those times, to me, it made a lot easier. And you get you got to see a lot of guys rotate into it. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and Barkley's right. Just um, thinking back to that Wofford game, and just really whenever you're going against any option team, when you're playing against any team that's the same scheme as you, it makes it a lot easier from both sides of the ball. Because, one, you know what their defensively, their mindset's going to be coming into this ball game. And then from the uh, offense side, I mean, from the defensive side of the ball, they, they're really just going to go back to the things that they worked on and harped on during camp because that's really all we practice against during camp is the option offense that we see every uh, – that we – that our offense – uh, preps for every day so those things come together it's just hey we're going back to what we what we grinded on for two three weeks at a time so it's really going to make things a lot easier coming into this game jordan you've had a little bit of time to look at this davidson team the two-time pfl champs what impresses you about davidson oh once again talking about the the rushing attack i mean, I mean it really stands out and it's also stands out because they're playing kennesaw state and kind of like you said, they mirror a lot of what Kennesaw State does in terms of their quarterback puts the ball in the air, can do it much like X, also can run the ball much like X, and they spread the ball around. Their A-backs and their slot backs are versatile, and there's not one guy that stands out that has, you know, he has a 1,000-yard rushing season or he has 20 touchdowns on the year. Same way with Kennesaw State. I mean, we were talking, I'll let the interview speak for itself, but as well as Mike, Mike, you know, the ball gets spread around in that running back room. And that's exactly what goes on with Davidson. So seeing a team that mirrors Kennesaw State, it's it's a uh, pretty, pretty crazy to see. Dylan Sparks has eight touchdowns on the air. He's the leading rusher, sitting four yards shy of 800 on the season. Coy Williams is the leading scorer with 14 touchdowns. He has 696 yards. Aris Hilliard, eight touchdowns as well two yards under 600 in the season. And Calasimo, the quarterback, has only scored twice, but he averages 7.1 yards per rush. Their top five rushers all average at least 
yards per pop. And this is a team that has only lost eight fumbles on the season. If you're on the other side for Davidson, you kind of look at that as that could be a recipe for success, trying to win the turnover battle in this game. KSU, pretty good against that against Monmouth. Just one fumble on the ground, and that was coughed up by Kyle Glover. And, of course, we had Barkley Nostradamus Miller, who predicted it right back for the Owls. Looking at this, what are some things that Kennesaw State can't do here to potentially have an upset on their hands? In my opinion, it's kind of like any game this year. They can't, you kind of noted it, Nolan, lose the turnover battle, especially whenever you're playing another option team like Davidson. They're going to keep the ball away from you. They're going to do the same thing that you're trying to do at Kennesaw State and milk that clock and limit possession. So the nice thing is the teams that Kennesaw's played so far this year, where they turn the ball over, these high-flying offenses, they try to score fast, and if they don't, you get quick three and outs, and you get the ball right back with plenty of time to score. So it really doesn't hurt you that much, but in this game, it could kill you. And Kennesaw State is no stranger to the Pioneer Football League. The first loss in school history was actually to a Dayton Flyers team that we went and played. And it's funny, you know, they they get a lot of hate because they are a non-scholarship football league and they're usually ranked real low in the power rankings. But there's multiple times that the PFL has sent, sent teams deep in the playoffs there. They're not a bad football team at all. And if you let them sneak up and control the game and control the clock, you could be in trouble. Yeah, and Mark will hit on it right there. Just the big key for this game is going to be control and just momentum. Because coming out with two teams that run the ball a lot, it's the clock's going to be rolling for most of the game. So from the very beginning, from the first opportunity, our offense gets the ball. We need to put points on the board. And the defense is going to have to do everything they can, just get multiple stops. Because if we can get them off tempo, that'll just continue to push things into our favor going into this game. Because these option te- being on an option team, if you get off clock or get behind the sticks, it, it starts getting in your head. It starts getting to the coaches, hey, we got to get back on rhythm. We have to get back in this thing. And you start doing things that are out of character. So if our defense is able to do that on Saturday, I don't see us having a problem rolling through this game, staying on tempo, protecting the ball. If we can do that, I feel like Kennesaw State has our best opportunity on Saturday. I'll be short with mine. They just can't already mentally be at ETSU. You know who you're playing the round afterward. You just you got to take care of business. And they've been able to do that week by week through the regular season. But, you know, that especially in the playoffs, even more so important. So, guys, do we get to have like a bingo chart of playing an option team full of cliches that we get to use? Assignment football, discipline, your eyes, gap integrity, like all, all those little things. Do we get to have a little cheat sheet that I'm sure every other broadcaster has used against the Owls this year? Pitch relation? We there, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, keys. Like, uh, there's whenever you play option teams, there's just things that you have to do and you have to go down the board and check them off. It, it's funny. It, it's like going back to the early 90s when everybody ran the option, you know, and that's all anybody talked about and all anybody participated in. Anybody goes five wide sets back then, they, they just about lost their mind, you know. So it, it, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be kind of interesting to see two true option teams wear off in the playoffs. Well, it's going to be a fun one Saturday, 2 o'clock against Davidson. You can hear it on the KSU Owl Network on the KSU Owls app at KSUowls.com. 
and it's also going to be aired on ESPN+. Plus. Tickets are available at slash playoffs. Up next, we'll be joined by Adelu Adelike and Ian Mike Mike Cousin here on Inside the Nest. Guys, thanks for uh, hopping back on with us virtually and making sure we give this playoff preview the respect it deserves. Appreciate it. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. We're now joined by a pair of slotbacks who had an awesome game leading Kennesaw State to the Big South Championship, Adeolu Adelike, Ian, Mike, Mike, Cousin. First off, congratulations. You are Big South champions. You had a goal at the beginning of the year. You accomplished it. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. You know, uh, long time coming, but, you know, we, we feel like, you know, there's something that was supposed to happen, so we just tried to make it happen. That was, it, was a, it was a lot of hard work this year, man. We, we fought through a lot of injuries. And we just we kept the team together, and we just kept reminding ourselves at the end of the day what our goals were, and we just accomplished one of them. Sure. Daily, what was it like for you, being a veteran who had been a part, seeing what it took to win a championship, mm -hmm. and then be one of those younger guys and not maybe the older guy that everyone looked up to, and now you were someone, especially in the slot room, that people look up to, able to be able to lead this team through a difficult year. You know, like I said. It, um Something that we were supposed to do, so it felt good to, you know, bring the Big South Championship back to Kennesaw where it's been. Because when I first got here, you know, two years in a row, we won it. So it became like a thing that was just something that we do. So I'm glad that we got back to it. You know, it was a great feeling to, you know, especially the way we did it, uh, the fashion we did it in. You know, it was it was really nice to be a part of. You know. And Mike, Mike, was that one of the reasons why you wanted to come to Kennesaw State, having seen the championships before, and then wanting to win one yourself? Oh, most definitely. Like, I always wanted to be a part of a winning program, and I just seen this. Like, it just had a winning culture. They had already, like, like Olu said, they was coming off winning two in a row. I was like, I want to be a part of that. That's something I want to experience. That's something I want to go through. So, Pretty sure Darnell had something to do with it, too, you know, in his ear. <laughs> <laughs> he had a little thing. So. Adelu Adelike and Ian and Mike, Mike Cousin joining us here on Inside the Nest. Well, guys, how much fun did y'all have celebrating with your team afterward? <laughs> I loved it. I mean, it just <laughs> loved it, man. I'm talking about in the locker room. Oh, <laughs> in the locker room. Oh, we, we would see it up. I'm not talking about room. afterward. I was about to say, man, I love it, man. It's just love. <laughs> <laughs> we would see it up in the locker room. The love I got for these boys, man, it, it go a long way. So just seeing everybody happy and everybody just like on the same page, it just feel great to me. Yeah, this group of guys, you know, I, I reckon because of what we've been through, you know, got closer and closer. So. It's like the, the brotherhood is real tight right now, you know. Everybody fighting for each other, really. So, yeah. Well, in that game Saturday, y'all, Sonny Smith, other slots, all had big gains on the edge. And a lot of times it looked like the pitch was strung out towards the very end. It looked like Shep was getting it out at the last second, and then a huge hole opened up. What's going through y'all's mind where – Again, to me, it, it looked like that pitch may have come a second later than games before because of what the defense was doing. What's going through your mind? Are you thinking, okay, is he going to pitch it? Is he going to pitch it? Or do I need Truly, to go try to block someone? 
we try to <laughs> what's up y'all boy truly um we just try to uh we got tracks you know what i'm saying we just stay to uh true to our tracks and stay uh in comparison with the quarterback you know staying um relatively good distance with the quarterback so when if he does pitch it we're there and if he doesn't we're still there you know what i'm saying so Regardless of the timing, um, we we got a track to be on, and we try to stay on that track. So that's why, if things get strung out, we're still in good um, relations with the court, uh, quarterback. Uh, just piggybacking off what Olu said was, if like during practices, Coach Speed is just harp on, stay in phase, stay in phase. You never know when he'll pitch it. He might pitch it late. So it's just like in a game, that's just it's something that just becomes repetitive because we do it so much at practice. It's just like a secondhand nature. So you really don't even think about, is he going to pitch it late? It's just when it happens, you just know what to do with the Shoot, ball. We want him to pitch it. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to be looking until he tucks it up for real, for real. But, yeah. Did y'all both know you were gone on your touchdowns? No. I On mine, I'm thinking I'm going to get caught. Every time, I, that's my biggest fear, to get caught from behind. So, you know, and, and I looked over my shoulder, and I could have swore he was like a foot behind me. So I was scared. So I'm just thinking, man, keep it churning, keep it churning. And um, thank the Lord I got in there. But what you got to say? Uh, I'm going to be honest. On my third carry, I knew I was going to score. Like, I seen I seen the way they played it and uh, how the receivers blocked it. And I was like, at this point, I'm just trying to showcase speed because I knew, I knew how they played it and how they supported it. There was no one that could tackle me. So, guys, if I remember this play correctly, you had one taken back, right? On I did. Mark to the one. How disappointed were you? I mean, I was I was disappointed, but He's at the same cold. time, I, like, I wasn't upset because of so much team success. I was just in my head, and Olu kept telling me, it's okay, we'll get another one, we'll get another one. You're going to get another chance at it. And I was so by the grace of God, I got go. another chance at it. Boy, oh, boy. I'm looking, though. I'm like, I was at a good angle, you know, when he ran, uh, did the did the little do. And I see him dive. I'm like, he sit foot. So, you know, even if it knee down, he, <laughs> he got a lot of, uh, you know, range. I, but, I thought um, you were in, bro. I, th- I, I thought you were in. So, I, I, mean, I was mad for him because I, I, mean, I knew. I, I knew they had cheated him a little bit on that one. <laughs> I wanted to see the replay myself, but uh, it all was right. what it was. He got him one, so that's that's all that matters, truly. We <laughs> scored, and he got him his. And, you know, God works in mysterious ways. So. Mysterious You're right. ways. So, I got a question for you, my man. Who came up with the brick? I, I got to know. Hey, that coat okay. right there. No, li- listen. Coach brought the okay, brick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was sunny. As a position group, we named ourselves, as Kennesaw, like three fours. Mm-hmm. So we was like, let's kind of remix it a little bit. So we, we was like, little baby, he 4PF. We 4-3-F. Yeah, 4-3-F. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah. for everybody wondering, the F stands for family. Yeah, okay. Because okay. we want to be family. So and we was like, y'all, what are we going to Coach gave me the brick. He's like, keep it. If you think it's a brick game, sign the brick. So we signed, we all signed a brick, and we're just like, y'all, what, like, when the defense get a turnover, they got the turnover plan. Yeah, they got the plan. Like, what do we have? We don't got none. What, what do we have when the slot scores? So we just came up. I, I ended up, I was like, y'all, I'm taking the brick out there. And <laughs> we was well, out on the field. We didn't even know what we was going to do. I was like, hey, y'all, if a slot score, we're holding up the brick. Touchdown and brick. Olu scored the first one. And they, we held up the brick, so no, it's just it's a tradition. That's the crowd liked on, it. it. They seemed yeah. to be interested, so we was like, "That's just something we'll keep now." And if you score, you you write a little mark beside your name to keep up with how many times you scored, or you know, okay, did you, okay. whatever. So yeah, <laughs> that's something exciting to get to watch here going forward. So, all right, so who's in the lead right now on the brick? I think no, we tied. I think uh, me and him tied. Honestly, right now. like it's a like it's a great ratio in our room. Yeah, me and him have four. Nakeem has three, Gabe has three, and if Sonny was playing, like if he wouldn't have got hurt, I yeah. think he'd be up there with us too because it's just what we do. So it's a great ratio right now. Like everybody's sharing the love, 
And just it just I feel good just seeing everybody like everybody yeah. getting the wealth. Like it's, it's not like, just okay. one. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of folk. And when you're trying to keep that going, you know, make it even more explosive. You feel me? Have everybody in that mud doing something. Hey, but, that's one of the best things about this offense. Like you're you're able to play that way because mm-hmm. like I know for y'all, y'all get to rotate a lot and like, everybody gets their opportunity. But just being able to share that love with everybody and just being able to make it work on a Saturday, yeah. I'm, I, I know that feeling. and I know it's a great one, especially being Big South champions yeah. once again. Winning one with you, Olu, and now Mike, Mike, you guys first one. All I can tell you guys going forward is, hey, don't let it stop here. Yeah. Playoffs. I hey. told them, folks, I mean, the job ain't done for nothing. <laughs> so, you know, it was great to celebrate for that, you know, day and a half. Mm-hmm. It was right back to work, though. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Hey. Getting the one ring, that was one goal. But we're, we're looking for two and yeah, one we're season. looking for two and one So season. we're just going to take it one week at a time and just day by work day. our way through the break. Hey, that's the best way to do it. Stay, stay hungry, stay humble, and keep your head in the game. On them plays, on the camera. They believe we hunt, we starving. <laughs> we starving. <laughs> yeah, Real. I love, I love to watch you guys play Saturday, man. And I just want to say congratulations. Appreciate you know, it, appreciate I, it. it made the alumni proud. We were all talking about it. We were very excited for you guys, especially to get it done. You know, y'all selves, y'all made y'all's own yeah. thing. You know, and then that's awesome. And then y'all have grown as a family as well. That's what was so great about the OGs. You know, we were all so tight. We all still talk to each other, and the fact that y'all are still building that's that, That's what y'all man, told us. That's what I'm know? saying, man. The, the fact that y'all building tight. that, yeah. that, that is. That, that's what changes the game on the field. Mm-hmm. So, it was super exciting to see that. The brick thing was cool. I, <laughs> we were arguing about that. I thought it was like the 360 V thing with the receivers. Nah. I thought it was like a ah, room number. I'm yeah. that now. But I like y'all's thing more. Yeah. That's really cool with the family thing, man. Yes, sir. So. Expect to see the brick yeah, a lot. Expect to see <laughs> Heck, that, yeah. Oh, I can't man. wait to see the brick more, man. Brick game. Got to come out. I love that. I love that. Well, looking forward a little bit, what are you guys most excited about going into next week? So it was kind of a devil's advocate with me, man. Yeah, it it, it sucks that we didn't get the seed, right, that we didn't get the bye. Mm -hmm. But, man, y'all get to bounce right back after a big game like y'all had against Monmouth. Y'all pulled out all the stops, play like that. You almost want to keep rolling. It's like whenever you're hot, shoot or shoot. So how do you guys feel going into next week, this week against Davidson? Truly, we were kind of uh, we were disappointed that we didn't get a bye, but just off of you know respect. But you know that just put feel in the tank. Truly, so I mean it is what it is. You know it's like an oh well type of situation. We be saying you know if it's hot, oh well. If it's cold, oh well. So this is just a, another oh well type of situation here. You know we just trying to get the ball rolling. So if they want to see us a ball, we find the ball for them. Heck yeah. And how about I say it's just it's just a great opportunity because if you look at it, Davis is number one. In rushing, and we're number two. And like over the years, we've prided on ourselves of being able to run the ball, run the ball. So just being able to take that, take on that team. Okay, they're they're they are the leading rushers in the nation. But that's the spot we want to be in. Option so versus it, option. So it's just a battle of. <laughs> we, I just feel like it's going to be a great battle of who has the better offense and the better defense. And I think there's going to be another great opportunity for you guys to shine and make another brick game for you guys. For sure. Just another option attack. So just first thing, hey, good luck going in this weekend. And we all know, hey, it's a new opponent we haven't played before. So I already mm-hmm. know first things first, Friday night, Coach Bohan is going to go crazy in that mm-hmm. meeting room. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Already know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gots to be locked in. So, you know, we're going to make him no, throw yeah, him no type of way. So <laughs> a lot of people don't know, like on uh, the night before the games when we're in the hotel, mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Bohannon has about, I want to say, like 15, 20 minutes where he just gets to throw whatever defensive front, change looks, and do whatever he wants, just try to throw people off their uh, key. So this year, I know he gets electric, he gets into it, he gets a good sweat going. What's your favorite memory of those nights? From this season, my favorite memory was what was the what was that time we got out quick because we was on it. 
Oh, uh, it was it was it was like ooh, a week it was or a two home it was a home game, but I mean like we had a great week of practice. I think it was Jacksonville State. Yeah, probably Jacksonville State. And it was State, yeah. he came out. He threw a, he threw like our, the five hardest we've seen, and X was able to pick up on them <laughs> real quick. Like, no and up. it was just like he was he like said, he looked he was he was like oh. all right we're good I have nothing else because <laughs> we kind of knew what they was gonna come out in but he was just like you said he was just throwing many situations that we might yeah. face and we was X he was on top of it all the slots we had great communication so it was oh line get was in, doing get what out. they had to do everybody was doing their jobs so he was like shoot I seen what I had to see and then he was like shoot this how it's supposed to be <laughs> I would say, you know the old saying do it right do it light yeah, do, do it, it right wrong, do, do it long right. yup yup it's good to hear that man the last question from me. Um, and I lost it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that to me like yesterday. Look, bro, that's the worst. No cap. That's yeah. the worst. Like, let me think. I, I had it, man. Oh, oh man. The of the, oh, what I was thinking about. Oh, All right, man. well, I'll, I'll finish with this, and Barkley, maybe we'll come back maybe to Maybe it will. We, we always end it with this, guys, an opportunity to shout out anyone, family, friends, teammates, fans. Open mic at y'all's. I got to shout out my mama. You know, I, I'm a mama's boy. I love my mama. Shout out to my daddy, too. Uh, my family, really. My grandma, my mama, my sister, my other sister. Let me say the names. Ife Cammy. I ain't going to tell you my mama's name. But <laughs> <laughs> my mama, my daddy, my grandma. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to shout out my whole family because even when it's cold and I don't have coming. enough tickets to give everybody, they'll go buy 15, 20 tickets and show up and stay at every game. So, like, that support really drives me to keep doing what I do. So, I'm shout out to the family back home and everybody mm. that comes and support for sure. That's awesome. It came back to me. Hey, okay. God is good. It came back to me. Hey, the cold weather, man. It's <laughs> hey, I understand. Best believe. <laughs> All right, so to try to get you guys out here, but last question, what was the vibe like with the team going into this weekend against Monmouth? I know, you know, like, quote, unquote, you were favorited, but you know how it's gone the past mm-hmm. two games. Like, And how are you guys going to also replicate that going into the playoffs? Truly, like I was saying earlier about, you know, the uh, the team's uh, chemistry and all that, it's like we're so tight after, after summer. It's like we just been locked in with like each other, I should say, you know, and each week it just grown and grown. So going into Mammoth, we already thinking like we got to get this done regardless, but we're going to do it for each other because we're going to show, you know, prove ourselves what we got going. And so going on, it's just going to be, a, you know, let's keep the foot on the pedal. I was saying that, you know, halftime, let's keep the foot on the pedals and not let up, you know what I'm saying, zero, zero. So that's going to be the same thing every game, you know, no matter if we up by 20, down by whatever, zero, zero. Act like, I really like to act like we down. So we keep that uh, foot on the pedal. But. Yeah, I was say uh, we we prepare like we were the underdogs. You know what I'm saying? Cause like we don't we don't look at the favorites or stats. We yeah, just we know okay, we're playing Mammoth. And like Coach Chestnut said in the pregame meeting, the defense they were in it was basically man on man. Am I gonna be better than you on this play? Or are you gonna be better than me? So we just kept that. Okay, it's me and him one on one. I gotta be better than him. And if all 11 guys on offense are better than all 11 on defense, you're gonna have fun. Should you're be gonna a be able good to produce. Turn out. We like I would say we piggyback off of energy. Like if the defense go and get a three and out, oh, yeah. the offense we, we they give us energy. Like okay, that makes us want to do what we do. And then if we go down and score, the defense turn around. We're just feeding off each other energy. Just like we had a lot of plays Saturday that just allowed us to feed off each other energy, mm-hmm. which made it a fun environment to play in. And Dale and Mike, Mike, thanks for joining us, and best for of sure. luck against the Wildcats. Appreciate thank y'all you, for you. having thank us. Thank y'all for having me. Yep. At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. 
Five-thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth-third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. Okay, we got Adeo Lu and Mike. Mike to stick around for the last segment. Always, guys, we lead it off with Would You Rather. It's something simple, okay? And we'll go around. So, we're playing the Wildcats this weekend, the Davidson Wildcats. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be a lion, tiger, or panther? Lion. Lion. I mean, I, I, when I went to elementary school, we were the lions, and off, off rip, lions the king of the jungle. So, you know, I, uh, I always was, a, I'm a lion guy. And I was just watching Discovery, uh, Discovery Channel, mm-hmm. and it was talking about lions, or oh, cats in general. So, they talk about the puma, the lions, all them. Yeah, I'm going to be a lion. Still be a lion. Okay. I'm going to still be a lion. I, I got to be a lion. Just really, if you just uh, keeping it football, like Sterling on Devotional, he talked about being fillers, and first person he pulled up is a lion, and it's just, it's a lion, like. Lion. Another thing, lions stick together. They smart and they attack together. So you know, I'm gonna have my other lion with me to help me to accomplish whatever I want to accomplish. So yeah, I'm gonna stick with lion. Okay. okay. With him. Except I, I, for Scar. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't yeah. Uh, yeah. G- gang mentality. Over there, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about Scar at all. I'm going with Panther. I know that just sounds. You yeah. Feel very dangerous. You yeah. know, he's on undercover. He's, he's oh, they go they go hard now. Yeah. Panther Cougars. Really, cats in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm I'm also gonna go with Panther. You guys, I'm a big Jungle Book fan. You guys mm-hmm. ever seen Jungle Book? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's wise. He ra- he raises Mowgli, and he's fierce. Like I, I get I get the best of both worlds. And you know, Scar. I mean, that's just I can't I can't <laughs> even take the chance of being someone like him. I mean, come on, come oh on I'm going I'm, I'm going with Panther for sure. Okay. I'm a good lion too. I mean, ah, just you know, no yeah. king of the jungle. Mm-hmm. No tigers. Hey, go, 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 tigers. <laughs> That's but three. Nah, hey, gotta, gotta go with the lion, man. So I'm actually gonna do one that uh, I didn't even bring. I'm gonna be a cheetah because that, uh, we had this thing <laughs> in the in the broadcasting ranks here where mm-hmm. we've challenged each other, each other to run 40s. You the fastest. <laughs> No, I'm <laughs> so slow. I'm so slow. Oh, I'm about to say, hey, okay, I see you. He got, he got some wheels. Now, oh, that, now that you say that, though, I would switch mine to Cheetah. Oh, my goodness. Just because if you just look at me, I'm not the biggest, yeah, but I'm pretty true. fast. Okay. So. A cheetah's not the biggest, but they're pretty we'll, fast. We'll give you a Cheetah. You can switch. You're a big style champion. You can switch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we enter the scoreboard round. So at the end of the year, after football season, after we raise the trophy in Frisco, we're going to get everybody Frisco. together that's been a guest, and we're going to have like a full bracket of factor fiction and see who's the smartest on the team, okay? Okay. So, Barkley Miller, you've got the question. It's going to be right. two statements. You say which one is fact, which one is fiction. Yeah, all right. So I got the two statements. We got to – we got to clarify. We ended up finding out I was right last week, but I took the bullet. I'm gonna go ahead and ask the facts or fictions. And, and you're super humble about it. Too. Super <laughs> humble, just like the Nostradamus call during the game. By the way, guys, whenever we fumbled to start the second half, I said I was like, "Yeah, I, I just have a feeling the defense is gonna get the ball right back next play." Bang! Bang! Got had a feeling, man. Had a feeling. All right, so fact or fiction: President John F. Kennedy compared the difficulties of reaching space in a rocket. To the Rice Owls' chances of defeating the Texas Longhorns. I, I'm gonna just say no. Hold, hold on, we, we gotta get know. two statements though, right? That's that's just the first one. Okay, 
So you get another statement. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hit the second right, bit, one. Bit, bit, bit. Seattle, in fact, is actually the second rainiest city in the United States of America. That sounds a little true to me because they said <laughs> Seattle be. Oh, you said city though, didn't you? Seattle, Seattle is a city though. Never mind, I'm tripped out. I'm gonna still go with one because uh, I don't. I'm gonna go with one. It's false. Okay. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, Seattle's true. Seattle's true. It's a city, and the other one's false. After some serious deliberating over here, I'm gonna say the first one is false. Okay. And the one about Seattle is true. Okay. So basically, why did I go first? You know, <laughs> I really should have went. You're gonna be the only one wrong. So y'all got the same answer, bro. I switched it. Oh, you switched it. You switched it. Okay. So I we we've talked about this before in terms of Seattle. I'm pretty sure Atlanta's number one. I'm pretty sure in terms of the major cities, Atlanta's number one for per- precipitation. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> but I feel like you messed with the number, so I'm gonna go with whatever the first one was. I don't even remember what it was. Um, the first one is. No, I'm the- good. You can, no, <laughs> okay. yeah, that's what I'm going with. You don't want to think what, about it. Okay. That's what I think is true. Okay. Yeah, 50, you think 50 that one's take. true and the Seattle one's false. True. Yeah, so yeah. this is the only problem I have is Rice used to be really good at football. So for him to say that it's like Rice trying to beat Texas is different than today, which I don't know. Rice maybe beat Texas. So they're, they're not too good this year. I'm going to say the second one is true. The first one is false. All right. So let me just get this tally right. You went with – First one. True. First one true. Mm-hmm. You went with second one true. Yes. Switched up. Second one true. Second one, no, first, first one, one true. true. Second one true. Second one true. Well, it is, in fact, the first one. John F. Kennedy did compare the difficulties of reaching hey, space in hey. a rocket <laughs> to the Rice Owls' chances Stop of defeating the Texas Longhorns. The other one, Seattle is the most rainiest city in the United States, number two being Mobile, Alabama. You know what? I should have remembered it was had to do with space. So Barkley's gonna Seattle be right. Yeah, he's gonna, gonna finagle right. his way through it. <laughs> but, you know, just what he how does. was I supposed to remember what John F. Kennedy said? How was I supposed well, to remember? You switched up your answer. I wasn't even anyway. alive then. You switched up your answer anyway, though. I was born in two thousand. I wasn't even alive. <laughs> well, <laughs> they have turned out the lights on us here at the perch, so we're gonna send you guys home. Thanks for joining us and best of luck in staying. Anyone wants to be great out here. Appreciate y'all having us. <laughs> yeah, thanks for appreciate y'all. Owls Wildcats Saturday at two. We'll see you at the bank. It's thirsty.